Hello, Team Builder, and thank you so much for joining us today on Ask Michelle and Chris. We're here to answer your questions about team building so we can learn and grow together. I'm your host, Michelle Cummings of Training Wheels, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Cavert of Fun Doing and On Team Building. Let's go find out what we can answer for you today. Well, hi, Chris. How are you? Hello, Michelle. Uh, doing well today. I would say red, yellow, green. I would say green. I'm excited about having my project, my garage shelving project done. Yes, it's done. I still may, at this point in time, I, I may put up a few more shelf layers, but mm. I have enough to get myself moved back into the garage. Uh, so that's exciting. It's interesting. One wall of the garage is this immaculate shelving and the other two walls are just horrendous. So yeah. my it's my cousin's garage. So I, I'm going to um, progress wall to wall. How about you? Yeah. You've got some stuff going on. We do. We've been doing a couple of home improvement projects, new, you know, the kitchen, all new kitchen uh, countertops and backsplash. I'm, I'm now a tiling expert. Actually, that's totally farce. I am not an expert. Wow. I tiled the backsplash in my kitchen though. And that is hard work. My goodness. There's a reason why those trade people get paid so much because that is yeah. hard, hard work. Yeah, no kidding. But I love how it looks. It's so awesome. And uh, I've wanted a new kitchen for 17 years. Uh, we've now lived in our house 17 years. So um, so anyway, I finally got one. So that's nice. Nice, nice, nice. Well, now the listeners are going to want a picture of your backsplash. So send me a picture and I'll put it in the show notes. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, sounds we got to know. I mean, you drive a semi, you drive know, farm right? equipment, you're a gardener. Now you're home remodeling and putting up tiling and stuff. Yeah, basically, I don't sit still. That's yeah. what we can all deduct yeah. from this conversation. Yeah, no so. kidding. No kidding. Well, <laughs> hey, to get as far as you've gone, you can't sit still. That's right. I, I, I have sat still. Is that? I don't know if that's even right. I've sitted still. No, so no, I've sat yeah. still for too long, but I, I enjoy sitting still. Okay. Um, I enjoy that the most and reading and just peaceful, peaceful time. And and that's not, not saying that it's preventing business growth, but to spend time sitting still takes away from your business. So, right. Yeah. And you don't. Yeah. I've, I know you too well. You don't sit too long. Well, let's, we're moving on. I think we're, we're coming back around to sharing activities that would, that we, you and I would consider putting into the three kinds of programs. Right. And uh, Michelle, run us through the three kinds. You and Paul have written about this before. We put it in the show notes in a, a previous episode, some mm -hmm. other of where your two articles are. I can right. repost that in the show notes, but give us a reminder. And then you and I will kind of bat back and forth around how we look at choosing activities for each one of them. Yeah. So the three categories that we've, you know, the last couple of episodes have focused on have been team bonding, team building, and team development. And how we, those, those three distinctions of programs uh, have very different outcomes and team bonding more designed around a kind of a simpler goal and the outcome really of just having a good time typically doesn't have built-in reflection time it can't act as a standalone event then team building um, that usually is designed around particular goals or outcomes that are transferable back to the workplace or the classroom or or you know back to the real world and there's usually an intentional curriculum or flow to that and usually designed and facilitated by facilitators with 
you know, skills and experiential facilitation techniques. And almost always built in reflection time where there's some good debriefing happening, but could just be, you know, a one-time event. Whereas the team development, then this is more designed around long-term targeted organizational or behavioral goals. And so it's multi-phase curriculum, um, usually includes behavioral assessments of some sort, minimum of one program a quarter or ongoing coaching for team members, and usually facilitated by a, you know, a master facilitator or somebody that works really closely internally with either the, uh, the school environment or the internal um, staff or the internal human resources team, depending on whether you're working in a corporate group or whether you're working with kids. And really, the outcome behind this is behavioral or organizational change or behavioral change of some sort. So those are kind of the three different, the three types and just a quick high level overview of those. Again, if you want to go more in, if you want to hear more in-depth conversation about those, I think we did it, I think two episodes back was when we really dove deep into those. So, so we thought now let's maybe shift a little bit and talk about what might some of the activities look like in each one of those three categories. Let's start with the team bonding, team Mm -hmm. bonding includes icebreakers and name games if they're new to each other and they want to learn names of their colleagues, their peers, their classmates, tends to be more, uh, oh, everything that we do is fun, but I think we find the activities that in our own experiences have been fun for others to do. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. when people struggle, it's not so much fun, but with energizers, the idea is to find ways to get them to connect to as many different people as possible. Mm-hmm. I like to be, look at my program and pair, do paired activities, do small group activities, do a large group activities where all they're experiencing at things at the same time and mix those up. I also focus on activities that have different formations or setups. If you're always doing activities that are in a circle, circles tend to get a little monotonous and may be in a sense boring. You want to you get some tension. You want to get some change. So go into a scattered formation, go into lines, go into circles every once in a while, go into multiple circles. So think about when you're looking at your sequence of activities, I want to make sure I change formations, every activity, just to move them around into a different space and then make sure I have those transitions go really quickly and smoothly and have my things ready to go so that they're not waiting for me to get them something or waiting for me to give them instructions. Because usually the waiting gets them into spaces that they may not want, you may not want them to get into, especially when you're talking about younger populations. But that doesn't discount uh, the older populations because when they have downtime, first thing that usually comes out is their phone because they're going to, they're thinking, oh, we got a couple minutes and I can do an email. You have to get those transitions nice and smooth. So one fun thing, move it right into another. That's my thinking. What about, what about you? For me, when I think of team bonding, I think of, you know, I don't do as many team bonding programs anymore, but really the outcome is just having a good time. I'm going to pick some of those 
games and activities from my back pocket that are just merely just fun. They make people laugh. They make people get to know one another. It could just be, you know, icebreaker questions. I know early on in Training Wheels, before I really felt like I had a good identity about behind the kind of programs I really wanted to facilitate, I did more events like that was back when Survivor was still kind of new. And so I, you know, and that's what people would call it. Like we want a Survivor type program. So I was thinking more stations and, and more, they'd still get together and work together and create something fun together and have fun doing it. But there wasn't really a, we didn't facilitate it. It was just more of an event type of things. So yeah, more stations, more, you know, let them kind of meander around and, and, and give them more choices around how they spend their time. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's that can be considered team bonding is just being able to choose your interactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and, you know, thinking through that even a little longer for for my in my experience, I, I'm going to use the word forcing people into engagement mm. could be a negative or a positive. Right. And I, I think what prevents a lot of company cohesion is there's, you know, people try to say, okay, we're going to go to a baseball game. And that's their team bonding experience, but there's no real interaction. You know, you interact with the people you interact with every day, you'll go to the baseball game, you'll hang out with them and sit with them. And I think that what we do, I I will admit, I don't often talk about challenge by choice right away. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like to provide that almost forced choice into getting them to talk to each other and mingle. You could pass, like if it comes to around your turn, you could pass, but you're still listening and engaging with others that are talking around you. Upon reflection, I think I'm more of a kind of make them get to know each other a little bit because they haven't had that opportunity. It's not all the time, but I am going to admit that I do that. Mm -hmm. I think that's important that we learn about each other and sometimes you know, like it or not, we have to be forced to do that. Right. Okay. How about uh, team building? What, how do you go into a team building planning process with activities? So team building, I would say is definitely more my element. Once I find out how long of a program they want, that helps me then go into my sequencing mode, right? Where I'm like, okay, And if they're only wanting one program and that's it, I want to showcase my best stuff. You know, what are my, my activities that I know are just fan favorites that are going to tap into the core elements of kind of the buzzwords that they talked about. You know, when you do your needs assessment and what do they want to get out of it? If they say we want to work on trust, teamwork and communication, then I'm going to pull out my favorite activities that deal with those, you know, particular topics. And pull out the, you know, the ones that are still fun, but really surface those behaviors well. And then, you know, and then in the debrief, you debrief them really well. And then you kind of leave them wanting more. But yet at the same time, you know, going into it, that this is kind of a maybe one time event that you've got with them. That's kind of how I like to go in and and sequence out the team building programs. You brought up the idea of behaviors. And I really help people during my needs assessment when they talk about what are the three, you always do the three, communication, trust, teamwork, and teamwork. Yeah. Yeah, They give you the, well, we want to do some team building. Uh And then um, I ask them, I give them an analogy, my favorite analogy. And I say to them, okay, envision this. You have a can, you have a jar, a jar of peanut butter. (laughs) And it says on the outside, peanut butter. And then I ask my, my client, my contact, What's, what's inside the peanut butter? 
And then most people know, well, there's peanuts, but then there's maybe some added oils, maybe there's salt, maybe there's sugar. So there are other ingredients, even though it says peanut butter, there are more ingredients to peanut butter. So I want I asking them, okay, if you're saying team building, what are the ingredients you're looking for? And I could call those behaviors. Mm -hmm. What do you want to see change? Things that you can see and hear that are making you think that you want to do some team building. What would you like to see or hear change? And now when someone says to me, well, you know, my group, we're in a meeting and everybody talks at the same time and I just can't get them to, you know, take turns right there is these are behaviors. They're talking all at the same time is basically a verbal behavior. Now I will look at activities that provide opportunities for people to talk to each other so that when this comes up and they're all talking at the same time, now we have that experience of, hey, is this working for you? Are you able to progress or move forward when you're all talking at the same time? Right. Hopefully they recognize it and they bring it up. Hey, we can't move forward because every they say, oh, well, what do you want to do? Let's, let's try another activity. What would you like to change and practice? You're giving them those opportunities. So I break down the concepts, team building or teamwork, trust and communication into behaviors. And then I can choose my activities that I'm aware of that bring up those behaviors to practice. Right. That's how I think about it is more on a behavioral level and not a concept level. Yeah, and I love that, you know, the the whole term around just surfacing behaviors. You know, and what I love about those is really when I'm doing the needs assessment, I am listening for those types of things, just like what you did. Everyone talking over the top of one another. Okay, perfect. That's exactly what I I'm, you know, I'm looking for those little clues because I have an arsenal of activities that I can go and use and pick those specific games that will surface those behaviors because now we'll have an experience to draw upon to now I can say, well, does this same type of thing happen in the real world? Well, yeah, I feel like this happens in our team meetings all the time. Well, excellent. Let's, uh, let's, and does everybody like that? Does everyone not like that? And so now we can start to relate it back to the real world because we surfaced that behavior through the activity. And it comes with time and your repertoire of activities because you want to experience for yourself what comes out of the things you present because it, it can change. An example like group juggle, when you first learn it, you learn and you see some behaviors, but as you play it over and over again, you see all this other stuff come up. So then you go, oh, I could use group juggle in almost anything as long as I frame it in a certain way when we focus on certain behaviors they want to work on. That comes with time. So whatever you have in your bag of tricks, figure out what that brings up and that will help you program for some outcomes that your clients will want. How, how about team development? How do you go yeah. into that? Team development, you know, I love it when I get a client that is really going to invest in their team's development. And, and that there for me is when I get to get really creative with the curriculum and because if I know it's going to be a long-term program and long-term not being like five days all jammed together at one time, but like multiple you know months in a row to where we're going to be doing ongoing coaching or programming and things like that. Now I get to get really creative with the actual sequencing. 
What am I going to do first? And what surface, what behavior or skill am I going to surface in the first one that then I can link to the second one? And then we continue to build there. And then we link to the third one and we continue to build there. And, you know, really the main intent of experiential activities is to surface behaviors or teach skills you know, through these experiential activities and then relate them back to the real world. The fact that you've been given the gift of time in a team development program to where now we can really start to develop those skills even deeper over a long period of time. That's, it's by far my favorite. And, you know, if you listen to our last week's episode around ideal client relationships, um, you know, that Paul spoke about from Strategic Adventures, then, you know, this is really you know, if you had 10 of these clients that booked these multiple day programs over the, over the course of a year or even longer, I have one client here in Denver that I have been working with once a quarter every year for the last 10 years. It has been such a gift to see this team and this organization grow over an entire decade. They just feel like there was one one quarter they decided, well, do we really need this? And like, you know, maybe we should save the money and not do it, you know, whatever. Quickly, they came back like, oh my gosh, that was the worst mistake we ever made because it, they they start to look forward to it. They know, you know, I always leave them with an activity or homework, basically, if you will. And they know that's the first thing we're going to start out with. I'm going to check in and see how they did. And it's just really fun to see the long-term growth in a team and the impact that it can make in their organization as well. And the opportunity you get also, they may come to you with certain objectives. We want to be able to communicate more effectively might be an objective. They'll work on that over time with you. What's also cool is you get to be able to discover some things as well during these programs. You may be working on communication, but then you might also be seeing relationship issues that you may be able to bring up and say, hey, you know, I'm noticing this. Do you notice that? We're talking about the, the open to outcome model. Oh yeah, we're noticing that. How is that working? You know, so you go through that and say, maybe this is a topic we can work on next quarter and explore that. So being able to discover some things and help them learn and grow that way is really important in these longer programs. You know, another thing that I love about it, and it's not necessarily a benefit to the client, but it is a benefit to me, is that it's really starts to stretch me and helps keep me growing at the same time because you know, I've been working with this client for 10 years. They've seen group juggle, you know, they've seen some of those oldies, but goodies. So I have to keep producing and keep coming up with new things that they haven't seen or done before. And, you know, so that also it helps me grow at the same time that they're growing as well. You know, I only have one of those that, you know, the 10 year long client, but I tell you what, I have gotten so much benefit out of it myself. I know that they have as well, but for me, it's also been very rewarding to have a good long-term team development program. One last thing that I want to interject when I do longer programs, and even in the team building programs, if I have a, have time to do this, during my needs assessment, I want to find out if they're reading any particular book together. Mm. There have been several groups that I've worked with over the years that have been reading something like the energy bus. If you've ever read the energy bus where I, then I'll go in and I'll read or get a summary or something. Usually online, you can find a synopsis or some things that you can then use that language connected to the things that they're reading and make that distinction of how it's, it's practical to them in their everyday experience. 
and then giving those activities, those names, it's kind of fun uh, mm. to be able to, because uh, that's prior experience that they're having and knowledge they have in their head. Now they get to play with it a little bit. So keep mm. that in mind. That'd be a good question on a needs assessment and then a good way to choose activities in relation to what they're connecting to. Thanks so much for listening. If you have additional answers or comments about this question, please send them our way. And if you have a question you'd like us to tackle, we would love to hear it. You can find the submission link and anything we discussed in today's episode in the show notes. Find the show notes and past episodes at onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. That's onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. You can find me and sign up for my newsletter at training-wheels.com. You can sign up for my Fun Doing Fridays activity email and find me at onteambuilding.com. We hope you join us next week for Ask Michelle and Chris about team building.